0: Today's scripture comes from Ephesians, the first chapter, the 11th through the 23rd verses. In Christ, we have also obtained an inheritance, having been destined according to the purpose of Him who accomplishes all things according to His counsel and will, so that we, who were, the, who were the first to set our hope on Christ, might live for the praise of His glory. In him you also, when you have heard him, the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and had believed in him, were marked with the seal of the promise of the Holy Spirit. This is the pledge of the inheritance toward the redemption of God's own people to the praise of his glory. I've heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love toward the saints, and for this reason I do not cease to give thanks for you as I remember you in my prayers. I pray that God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may also give you a spirit of wisdom and revelations, to you as to know Him, <clears throat> so that with the eyes of your heart enlightened, you may know that what the hope is, what the hope is to which you is called, what are the riches of the glorious inheritance among the saints, and what the immeasurable greatness of the power for you who believe according to the working of the great power. God put his power to work in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at the right hand in the heavenly places, far above all the rule and the authority and power and domination and every name that is mentioned, that is named, not only in this age, but also in the age to come. As he has put all these things under his feet and has made him the head of over all the church, which is the body, the fullness of him, which who fulfills all in all. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God.
1: You may be seated. So I have have lost count over the years of how many funerals I've officiated. Um, But in losing count and not focusing on the quantity of services I've done, I remember faces. I remember stories. I remember the quality of the conversations and the quality of the lives that I've been able to uh, testify to that have shown us grace and mercy and life. And so it's helpful for me today as I'm preaching Um, to only be able to see the backside of many of the frames. Um, Because these represent um, stories that I've been able to tell for many. Um, Conversations in living rooms, on back porches, sitting in the church. Conversations that had been anticipated and many conversations that hadn't been anticipated lives that have impacted us in in such incredible ways. And so as we come to a day like All Saints Day, to where we remember so many of these saints, there are so many things about the eternal promises of God that truly stand out today more than ever. Because on a day in which we focus on uh, those that we love so much that have passed on, in the grief that we carry, in the sorrow, we still remember today that they are more alive today than they have ever been in this life. And each and every one of them has shaped us in such incredible ways. So in just the funerals that I've done this year and just the conversations and the spaces that I've had, how much that has just changed me. And so of many of the names that are read today, Um, Some of them are very familiar to a lot of us, some that have shaped not only this church but this community, uh, that have left impacts and legacies that have touched so many in this room, and then other names, uh, most of y'all will not know them at all. They might be known by just one person in this room. And yet we still know that the impact that the names that you don't recognize have still shaped individuals in this room and therefore have shaped our body and our family in incredible, incredible ways. This represents the stories of saints that we know so well and then saints that we've never met and yet we have felt the legacy and the heritage of the faith that they've passed on something that has changed us, something that has shaped us, and something that still lives inside of us that we continue to pour out for the world. It is one of my most sacred moments in ministry when I get to sit with a family that has lost a loved one. Because in the difficulty of that moment, there is still something so deep. There is something so meaningful that in telling stories and remembering that even for just a brief moment, a smile, a small bit of laughter is able to break through the tears. That some individuals that we've spent our entire lives with or we spent their entire lives with, in telling their stories, we get to know them even a little bit more. I can't tell you how many spouses or how many siblings or how many parents Or how many sons or daughters that I've sat with and told stories about their loved ones and then they've said to somebody else in the room, I didn't even know that story. Things that they valued, things that they lived for, things that they lived through that they never shared with anybody else. That maybe it would have been helpful if we knew that information or that background or that moment. And yet somehow it became even more meaningful in that moment to learn something new. To see the impact of lives that, that, that maybe at first glance don't seem like they can change the world. And yet when we begin to tell their story, we get to see that the way that God has used them in ways that has branched out and rippled out further than anything we've ever imagined. Such incredible spaces of a legacy of faith. In our scripture this morning, we hear uh, Paul's letter to the church at Ephesus. And in this letter, he begins with an introduction of how well they are known, how well they're known throughout the entire region of the way that their faithfulness and their love for the saints, their love for one another has created a reputation that has gone on before them. He's writing them to tell them, you are famous for the way that you love one another and you have been marked. You have been marked because that legacy, that heritage that you have comes from the very idea that God had when God wanted to first be with us. Marked by the very salvation that Christ provided for us. Marked by the very baptism of the Spirit that allows us and empowers us to bring that love of Christ to life and give it back to the world. You have an inheritance that has been marked and written and stamped upon you. Paul tells the church. But what's interesting about Paul telling the church is this is one letter that most scholars agree was not written to just a single congregation. Paul wasn't just saying, uh, you here at this one congregation in Ephesus are, are known so incredibly well for your love, but rather it was a story and it was a letter that he circulated throughout the entire region. That entire part of Asia Minor of the Mediterranean community of saying that here is a love that not only you're known for, but is able to be emulated, is able to be modeled, it's able to be reflected, it's able to be passed on in such a way that this is something we should all aspire to. Something that creates a faith that is passed on from one church to the next and one generation to the next. We have an inheritance. Some translations say that you are to be made a heritage, that you are part of a long line of those that have gone on before you, that have passed on stories, that have passed on lessons, that have showed us what love can look like and just how deep and far it can go. And we're able to keep that love alive and keep sharing it with all those around us. There is no greater legacy that we have for those that have passed on than continue to tell their stories and to share the lessons of what they've given us. And so he says that you're part of a heritage, you're part of a story. In this particular text, the the last part, verses 15 through 23, it's, it's unique in a lot of the other texts in the New Testament. Verses 15 through 23 in the Greek, is written without any punctuation at all. It's written as a continuous sentence. Now, for some of us, that's just the way that we send text messages, no punctuation at all. But I think Paul, I think those that shared this story were trying to tell us something deeper. That you're a part of something that a period has not been put on yet. You're a part of something that is still unfolding. You are still part of a story that is being told. You are inheriting all of the stories, all of the faith, all of the moments that have gone on before you right here where we sit today, whether in this room or online or wherever we find ourselves You are a culmination of all the faithfulness that has come from the saints and of the church and of the legacy that Christ, that the Holy Spirit, that God has given us. You are the culmination of that faithful story and still being shaped and filled to be able to pass that story on. You are still part of an ongoing sentence, an ongoing story. That culminates in a day that Paul says that Christ will call all things back to him. Which God will make all things new. And the final punctuation, that final story, that final testimony, that final inheritance that we get to have in the day that we share with all the saints that have gone on before us and all the saints that come after, when we all gather in that one single moment, And experience a life with God for all eternity. Where all the tears that we have shed at funerals and moments and remembrances and memorials will be wiped away. Where every disease and every defect and every hardship and disappointment are undone and remade into life. And we share in that inheritance. And we share in that story. That we might be the love of God witnessing to the world today of the faith that has gone on before us, but the life that continues to wait for us. An inheritance from the saints that's poured out as love and life for the world today. Amen.